0: Hi, everyone. My name's Sophia.
1: My name is Hank.
0: And welcome to You Know Me So Well. So today's episode is based off of an experience I had about like a month ago. And when I had this experience, I just knew that I had to make this episode because it was just, it was an experience. It was one of those experiences where you're just like, what in the world just happened? And... So I'm taking advantage of the fact that we have this kind of like dating relationships podcast from the male and female perspective to come on here to ask, I think, a question that a lot of people have asked throughout their time, especially women throughout their time dating men. And so we're going to get into it. But before we do that, this is something I actually wanted to do during one of our last episodes, the stigmatization against exes episode, but we never got to it because I totally forgot. So (laughs) I thought it would be funny to do a bet as to who gets into a relationship first. Hank, do you want to start?
1: Yeah, I think it'll be you.
0: No, I think it'll be you.
1: You seem to have much more of a desire.
0: No, I... No, 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 no. I don't. I most definitely don't want to get into an most definitely don't want to get into a relationship into a relationship within the next year because i'm going to be a senior in college and that just seems like a logistical nightmare so like the earliest i'd be willing to get into a relationship is is like i guess in about a year's time like a little over a year once i establish myself post-college but also then it's kind of like if I'm going to be in a new city I would like to have the opportunity to be single in that city for a while and just like feel it out and also get to meet people first and foremost like meet like make friends rather than like prioritize a relationship because I feel like that takes away from making friendships so I feel like it's going to be a while
1: fair I also do not want to get into a relationship anytime soon though
0: yeah Okay. But here's the thing. First off, you've had a greater success rate with getting into a relationship by far. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you're about to put yourself, well, by the time that this episode comes out, you'll have already started school, but we have what, like you've three days before you start college. <laughs> um, anyways. So at that point, you'll find yourself in a situation where you'll be surrounded by a lot of new people and it's not rare for things to come out of it I mean my experience with being in college especially in the earlier years was that you just meet a lot of people of the opposite gender that you may or may not be involved with
1: that's fair and I completely see that reasoning however when we broke up I did some I did some math mm-hmm since I was 16 years old, mm-hmm. we broke up a little over a month after I turned 21,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: So let's just say five years for simplicity reasons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've been in a relationship for almost three years total. Okay. It's a long, like, percentage-wise, that's a lot. It's a lot. I need to spend some time with just me, with just Hank. Henry. Henry. Which is Henry.
0: All right. I mean, again, only time will tell. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I was I just wanted to do that. I thought it would be kind of funny. So um, now we can get into the actual content of this episode. So... Back about a month ago, I was in Nashville, Tennessee. I was doing my internship there and I was in a group of interns. There were 12 of us and there were three guys in the group and the rest of us were girls. And there was this one particular night where we had all, well not all of us, but a lot of us had gone out and somehow the night was starting to, well it wasn't even coming to an end, but I was like, I need to get out of here. Like I need to get back to our hotel and just like call it a night and I somehow ended up being with one well there were two of us but one of them was like staying with his sister so there was only one other person who had to go back to the hotel and so I was like great I now need to drag this guy home with me fun fact his name is also Henry so that that plays. That just (laughs) that was fun that was particularly fun anyways so we get into this uber he's majorly drunk like and we're in this uber together and somehow the topic of this podcast comes up and he starts like (sighs) talking to me about it and talking to me about my relationship even though he didn't really know much about it you know like we were having this conversation where essentially he was telling me i wish i wish it was like closer to when this happened just so that i could have it like more fresh in my mind because i can't remember exactly like what kind of wording he used and all that but Essentially, what he was telling me was, there are not a lot of guys in my life who are actually gonna like like me, like want me for me, and I'm not gonna share what else. Here. <laughs> Anyways, okay, there were there were other things that came up. Like, basically, he was telling me I should get back together with Hank. That was kind of the that was kind of the the whole thing here, which I thought was hilarious because. He just didn't know anything about a relationship. So I was like, cool, slay you for sharing these details, like love that. But then I proceeded to talk to him and he was basically telling me, so he's been in a relationship for like eight years and he was telling me about how there was a period of time when his girlfriend and him were broken up. I think it was like a short period of time, sometime in this eight year relationship and during that time, he proceeded to sleep with numerous girls. And he was explaining to me that, like, these girls would want to, like, get brunch afterwards, like, the next morning, or they'd want to do this, like, basically, like, coupley type stuff. And he had, like, legitimately no interest in doing it with them. Like, he only ever wanted to do it with one girl, and it was his girlfriend. And, yeah, he was basically just kind of explaining to me, like, I just, I genuinely didn't care about them, like, they want to do this stuff with me. Like I could have cared less for them. And that in that moment, I had this question just pop into my head that we are gonna try and answer today, but I'm not sure whether Hank is actually gonna be able to do that for us. But Hank, you are here for the you're here for the girlies, and you need to answer this question for the women out there who probably ask it to themselves literally all the time. And the question is: do men like women? <laughs> like the men who only date
1: women, so yes, they do, but absolutely nowhere near every woman. Let me, uh, here, 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 sorry, sorry.
0: It seem it seems like it's usually the majority of women.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, all right, continue.
1: I think it takes uh, like I think it's in a way easier. I don't have any evidence to back this up, but I think it's in a way easier for women to be actually no scratch that i don't even know where i was going with that but i mean i've known dudes who straight up hate their own girlfriend like don't even really like their own girlfriend
0: like you know them personally i have okay all right okay um so do you want to kind of explain what the logic there is (laughs) Like, how does that work? You know, like, why, why do men get into relationships with girls that they don't even like?
1: So I can't speak from personal experience in some of this. I will say it's like, it's like at the beginning, you like, you like them and like, like what you know, but just like as time goes on and it's just like more and more gets revealed. It's just kind of like, uh, you just like, hmm, do I actually like this person? But at that point, you know maybe, maybe there's maybe there's some external circumstances, or it's like you've just been dating for a long time, so it's like whatever, you know it's like it's like hard to like break up with that person, you know
0: This is so interesting. I will say one thing that I had to kind of come to terms with, thinking about being in a relationship with you, and then also thinking back to people that I had like hooked up with, like whatever, casually did, had some experience with, and sort of the way that I was treated in those circumstances, which it's like, clearly you have no interest in me, but also I had no self-respect, so I let it happen. I kind of came to this realization that as a woman, you have to come to terms that if you are dating a man who has had experience with other women in whatever capacity that is, there's a really good chance he has screwed over some girly out there. Like, even if he's a perfect angel to you, like, he may have been an absolute asshole to someone else.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the way it goes. I mean,
0: but why? Why? Like, what's the explanation for that?
1: Every woman is different. You know, it's like, just because you like women in general, like, oh, I'm attracted to women, doesn't mean you actually like, like them, like all, like all women, you know what I'm saying?
0: Well, obviously, it's not like every girl likes all, or girls like all men, but I feel like the way that men treat women when they don't like them is significantly more harsh than when a woman doesn't like a man. Like, obviously, like, there's some overlap in certain things. Like, if we were to really get down into it, like, there is certain things that, like, men and women do the same when they don't like each other, maybe, like, ignoring each other or, like, dry texting or whatever. But I don't know. I feel like just in general. Because I think the other thing is men generally will be willing to engage with a woman even if they know they don't like her just because they think they can get something out of her and then end up like treating her like an app, like just end up being a total asshole to her.
1: I'll say, I'll say this. I think a lot of the time, like if it's like a situationship type thing where you're just like, I don't know, just like hooking up or whatever. I think a lot of the time the man will just want, and this will obviously sometimes go the other way too. Like the man will just want to be hooking up, but he can't say he can't necessarily say that because it might just like kind of fuck up the whole thing and so i think but because of that it ends up being like more like Not the woman I feel like she was like left in the dark and like yeah like kind of hostile if that makes sense
0: it's just so like night and day though that's the thing
1: yeah it is um it's very night and day I mean, I feel like that's, like, how do you talk to a friend? Like, how do you talk to someone that you're, like, best friends with versus someone that you don't really like, you know?
0: I feel like even if I don't like someone, like, I'll still be nice
1: to them. I think in general, like, in basic conversation, like, they're still nice. Like, they're not, like, actively.
0: Well, no, it's not, like... It's usually, it's not necessarily about words. It's generally behavior. It's usually behavior first and then words.
1: Okay. I feel like oftentimes, traditionally, if it's like a situationship and, you know, you're hooking up, it oftentimes ends up being the woman who ends up wanting maybe like something more, not necessarily even a relationship, but it's like let's go out to brunch or let's do this together. It's like, and I think a lot of the times men just have no interest in that if you're not like, if they're not like completely into you, you know?
0: Okay. Yeah. Do you think part of it is like, in general, women tend to get attached faster and stronger than men do? Like, it seems like men have the ability to like, not be attached very
1: easily maybe a little bit but i also do think in general like it's a like i've seen so many like tweets like they're being funny about it but it's like like they're meant to be jokes but it's like there's also a lot of truth to it like i saw a tweet the other day was like i've been talking to this girl for eight hours is it like for eight hours total is it too early to say i love you yet And it's like i feel like any sort of attention like Men actually all do get, like, fairly, like, if a girl is nice to them, they tend to get attached pretty quickly. That's really, like, all it takes a lot of the time.
0: So then why do they screw them over later on?
1: They just don't like you like that.
0: (laughs) I am just so baffled here. Like,
1: I will say, I think, like, when it comes to, like, again, we keep talking about, like, situationship hooking up, like, back to, like, your attachment question. I do think that women generally tend to get more involved in the person that they are doing that with than men and like maybe care a little bit more about them on a deeper level and want the man to care about them a little bit more on like a deeper level, but oftentimes the man will just kind of see it as what it is and not want it to be any more than that.
0: Um, sure. I'm scared. Mom, come pick me
1: up. Men are scary. Also, another... Okay, here's another thing I'll say, actually. This one just kind of popped in my head, but I actually think it's, like, a fairly important piece of this. The things that a lot of times women want to do with, like, a man, like, outside, like, in terms of just, like, going out to do stuff together, is not necessarily stuff that, like, a man would generally want to do, like, overall, and so, like, you're only going to do that with someone you really, really like and, like, actually care about. Like, if some random person was, like, want to go get brunch, I'd be like, oh, okay, I guess. But when but when Sophia wanted to get brunch or something, I was like, yeah, let's do it.
0: Hank loves brunch.
1: i like to go into brunch with you.
0: You don't like going to brunch in general?
1: I can't say the last time I, like, went out to brunch. Like, if... Like, I can't say that, like, going out to get brunch would be with someone who, like, isn't, like, my girlfriend or, like, a family member or, like, a super, super close friend would be something that, like, I would want to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, we don't want to do the things that we don't want to do, so we avoid them. Unless there's, like, some incentive to do them. Okay. All right. I suppose. I suppose that works. So... Okay. And then the next question I have is, as a woman, how can we differentiate the men who genuinely want us and the ones who want us for their own sake? And, like, specifically early on.
1: Effort. How much they actively, like, start a conversation with you and, like, push the conversation. Ask about you when you're talking. Like, how much interest they actually show in you as a person rather than just, like, kind of keeping it afloat so that something can happen and just kind of, like, playing along with you.
0: Are there any, like, big red flags other than the ones you just mentioned?
1: The first time he asks you to do something, is it hang out or is it go do something? You know?
0: Uh, Like, do something as in what?
1: like go to dinner like uh, go uh, okay. to a movie or something or i don't know just like anything like like a date you know versus like hey want to come over
0: <laughs> okay
1: the effort will be there if he actually likes you
0: okay um i'm going to be honest i think i've come out of this even more confused um i was hoping that maybe i would get some answers that were groundbreaking, so women around the world just would know. But it seems to be that men are just confusing. And they say women are confusing.
1: Women are also confusing. Very confusing.
0: No, no, they're not. No, like girly pups, they're not. It's just that men don't want to put in the effort to understand how women work.
1: I don't know. I feel like I've put in the effort. Okay, and? I guess they're not that confusing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like it's the other way around, too. Like, men really do act pretty straightforward.
0: Here's Here's what I will say. I will say that being in a relationship has been an incredibly educational experience, and I've come out from it much wiser than I was going into it. So, yeah, do I think I understand men better? Generally, yes. But that doesn't mean that I have moments where I completely trip up and I'm like, I just don't get this. Because it seems like we have a lot going in this direction, but then this goes in the other direction, you know?
1: And I think it's honestly kind of the same way with women, too. Like, that's at least from my personal, like, opinion.
0: Cool. Down me up, bro.
1: Big slime.
0: What was that? Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So with that being said, I wanted to transition into this concept that I've been seeing recently. Hank doesn't know what it is. I think, I believe. It's called sassy man syndrome. I brought this up yesterday. I feel like Hank is the epitome of sassy man syndrome, but. (laughs)
1: Love being sassy. Yeah, I'm sassy and you're not giving. Okay. It's a meme for any of those who are, you know. We've seen
0: it? Point is, I've been seeing this thing called sassy man syndrome, and it's sort of just the idea that men seem to have become sassier in recent times, as in the sense that generally, historically, and also biologically, and also historically, we've generally thought of men as, like, the providers, and the one that chases the women, and, like... That's their role, you know? Their role is to provide for women. Their role is to chase women. Like, their role is to to get the woman, okay? Not vice versa. And yet, we have men these days who are just switching it up. Three, not 360, 180. Um, I saw this TikTok the other day where it was like this man in a bathtub and he was like, when you like her, But, like, you're not texting her first, and she's not texting you first either? Like, what is that?
1: Um, I have lots of thoughts on this, actually. But first, I need you to check your texts. Yeah, we sassy, and you not giving.
0: That's gorgeous. Thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah, if you guys want to see it, maybe I can convince Sophia for us to make that the cover of this episode or something. Anyways. I think those type of roles are just, like, completely just, like, they're not gone for the most part, but I have, I have lots of thoughts on it. You know, if you go, like, down that path, it's like, you know, women have, like, completely different roles than, like, that, that whole theoretical, like, outdated concept of, like, men are supposed to be the providers and women are just supposed to, you know, do this, this, and that, and... You know, like if they have a family, the women, the woman takes care of the family and the man works like that's just like that's just like outdated concepts in the first place, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with that if that's like what you do. And it's like it's just like there's less and less people going down those traditional paths anymore. And it's also like I think as time goes on, people in the respective sexes don't feel like they don't feel as pushed to be in that stereotypical like stereotypical path either like why you know why should a man why should a man not want to feel wanted you know why does he have to go and do all this to get the woman like maybe he wants to be the prize too maybe he's a prize maybe he wants to feel like it he wants to feel special
0: yeah but i feel like if men play their cards right they will get that in return I mean, like, obviously there are women out there who don't mind, like, acting first, who don't mind taking on that role. But there's still a population of women who who want to be – who want to have the traditional experience.
1: Think about it from, like, a, an experienced man's perspective. He's probably, like, tried this with, you know, like – Many different women and, like, you know, gone after them, tried to make them feel like the prize and then ends up just, like, not working out. And he never gets, like, he never gets that reciprocation, you know. So it's like eventually it would be natural for him to be like, you know what, why don't I get to be chased once and, like, be made feel like that instead of having to wait for it to be reciprocated.
0: I will say, though, I feel like if a man possesses those kind of qualities, he's naturally chaseable. Like what? Like the qualities that women want, like the traditional qualities.
1: See, but again, that's less and less. I feel like that's less and less what, like, as less and less people in their sex are traditional, less and less people want the same traditional qualities that, like, the other sex could give. And so it's like, there's, it's not as clear necessarily as, like, it used to be. What? (laughs) Like, you, like, you said, like, if a man possesses the traditional qualities, They're naturally chaseable. But as I feel like as less and less men and women are traditional and like the sense of that like whole outdated traditional whatever, it's like less and less are seeking the traditional like uh, qualities of the other sex.
0: No, I would disagree.
1: Like, I don't know. I've never once thought like, I want someone who can be a great stay at home mom.
0: Okay, no, but obviously... I'm not talking about that per se. Like, it's not about having traditional roles per se. It's about having traditional qualities mixed in with modern qualities. Like, obviously, I don't think a lot of women who want, like, a provider man, like a man who provides and, like, chases them, want someone from, like, the 1950s. Like, that's antiquated. I think a lot of women are... These days, like fit to provide for themselves and very independent themselves. But with that being said, like, I think a woman who's successful and accomplished and has the ability to be independent and to provide for herself will also seek out a man who can provide her with something more than she can provide herself, because otherwise,
1: why get into a relationship? What do you mean more than you can provide?
0: Well, I guess like there's a standard You know, like if you're an accomplished woman and you're successful and you're smart and you're pretty, like you're looking for someone who can at least least meet that, you know. I mean, obviously, like there's always situations where it's like you see really smart, accomplished women date men that literally have no aspirations in life, which is always unfortunate
1: to see. Yeah, I mean you see that the other way around too. It's like I mean, that's I understand what you're saying about that. Like I think like people It's
0: like like some if you're going to have a partner, they have to add some value in your life. And if you've already met a certain quota, the value that someone has to provide has to be much higher than if you're not meeting that quota.
1: Like what? It sounds like you're talking like what, like financially?
0: No, not necessarily just that. Like success. Like, if you have someone who's, like, really smart, went to an Ivy League, extremely, like, model gorgeous, you can't expect that she's just going to be, like, open to
1: anyone. No, 100%. But, like, that type of person is also very, it's a very rare, like, type. Like, on both sides. How many people go to an Ivy League? How many people are model gorgeous? You know, like, that's a very small, very, very small percentage of people, you know.
0: Sure. But there's still people that have to fulfill that role. Like, I mean, generally people end up with someone. So it's the question of who are they ending up with? I guess in theory, like I personally live in a society or not a society. I live, I've throughout my life been, I've been exposed to people who have a lot going for them, whether it is intelligence, whether it is accomplishment, whether it is beauty, whatever it is. Those are usually the people that I am surrounded with on like a daily basis. And so I guess that's the way that I view the world. And so I view it in the sense that whoever comes in to date these kind of people has to have like a value-added benefit or provide a value-added
1: benefit. I guess like...
0: Like I know I'm not the only woman who wants that, okay?
1: No, I don't think you are. Let me say a few things. I think that's like, I think, well, part of what hopefully makes this episode interesting is I do think we have different views of that. Because I think like also from my perspective, I've never, I don't know, I'm like seeking a girlfriend or like a partner. I've never thought like, okay, what can they provide for me? It's more just like.
0: That's because men usually date up.
1: I have lots of thoughts on this too. I very much disagree with that. I think women in general, if I'm wrong, please tell me in the comments, send us a message. I think women in general think that like them and all their friends and all the women they know are like, and just like women in general are like so much more attractive than they actually think they are. And it's like...
0: I'm not talking about attraction.
1: Okay, share more.
0: I'm talking like full package. But when it comes to attraction, I will say... It is very rare to find a guy who is dating a girl who is less attractive than him. But when it goes the other way, there's plenty of examples. And then, of course, you could argue in that sense, okay, maybe that person provides something else outside of attraction. But you hear a lot of stories.
1: It's, just, it's a thing that I've seen a long time on social media. Does this like... Women pretty, man ugly. But it's like, I don't know, I feel like to an extent, women tend to overestimate other women. Like, I'm thinking of back to the time that you showed me all the different people on your Instagram. And we're oh like God. and we're like like trying to see who I thought was like pretty or not. And there'd be people I'd be like, no. And you'd be like, Really? She's gorgeous. And it's like I feel like women in general can tend to overestimate other women.
0: Okay, sure. I think they're... I personally think, like, literally everyone's gorgeous, so...
1: Exactly, like, that's what I mean, like... And I know it's gone the other way around, too. Like, I've shown Sophia guys where she's like, eh? And I'm like, what, really? Like, I think it's like... I don't know if it's like a... Girl's girl. Yeah, like...
0: Girl's girl, boy's boy,
1: basically. Yeah, like, it's... It's like... It's almost like... (laughs) you're, you know, the girls are a team and the boys are a team, you know, you're going to think that your teammates are better than they actually are. And you're going to gas them up and you're going to look at them. You're just going to naturally look at them higher than you would someone on the other team, even if it's not necessarily the actual truth, like from a completely objective point of view. Okay. That's just a thought.
0: Okay. Continue.
1: Like I see on, like I see a lot of the times women will be like, he really fumbled a good one, talking about themselves. But I've seen you say that exact same thing multiple times now. It's like, is it really like a, like, is it actually like he's fumbling like a good, or is it like, are you overestimating your own value and like personal, like attributes? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Uh, The thing I've seen on Twitter a lot is it's like, Women will talk so much about how like a guy who will like pay their rent and like pay for them to do all this like stuff. But it's like no one's ever actually with these men in a relationship. And there has to be a reason for that. As in. Like theoretically they can provide everything. And from the way that the women like talk about those men, like that's all that matters to them. But even though they can provide like lots of stuff, they're not with that person in a relationship, and there's has to be a deeper reason that, like, I feel like it goes beyond providing.
0: I'm totally lost. I'll be honest; it also, it started flying over my head.
1: Okay, all right, where where did I lose you? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll try to explain it again. It doesn't make sense. So it's like I see, like, a lot of women talk about like how they know men who will, like, pay their rent, like, pay for them to do all this stuff, right? Like, be able to, like, provide for them on, like, so many different levels, right? But those women are never, never actually end up being in relationships.
0: They know men who are willing to pay their rent?
1: Or, like, have, or, like, have done stuff like that.
0: Where are these women finding these
1: men? (laughs) Well, it's Twitter, so I think it's safe to say that people lie a lot. Okay. This is just an example. Um... But these women never actually end up being in long-term relationships with these men. There has to be a reason for that. Like if it really was all about providing, then they would end up with these people.
0: Oh, okay. I get it now. I totally get it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I think when it comes to like the whole provider mindset, it's an addition to everything else for most women. Because I feel like if if it was really just about providing then you would just get a sugar daddy and you'd be happy with it and there are women out there who do that and that's totally fine but I think yeah the group of women that we're talking about generally are looking for more than just provider mindset
1: this goes for both sides I think like if you're looking for someone who's like a provider like as a as a main thing someone who can provide a lot is likely going to be a very 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 busy person like if you're looking for like someone who can provide in like the upper like like a very upper tier, yeah. Like compared to other people, that means they're probably very busy and they've probably put they probably put like ninety nine percent of themselves into work, you yeah. know what they do. And I it's think it's a it, trade off, right? I think that ends up leaving a lot. Maybe like like as time goes on, maybe at first it's like oh he provides like I have so much security with him, like all this stuff. But it's like as time goes on, like to reach that level of success, like you obviously like have to put so much stuff to the side in order to like prioritize work and getting that point. And it's like, it's hard. I think that ends up leaving for the partner who isn't the successful one, not saying that they aren't successful, like not on that level, like to feel like something lacking and maybe like the love aspect or like time spent together, like putting stuff into the relationship. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. So, yeah, I think it's a very, I think that oftentimes what a person dreams of in their partner ends up just not being completely – they don't necessarily think of the negative aspects of, like, that potential as well.
0: Yeah, and that kind of gets me to this belief that I have that the most successful relationships are the ones where you're equal in what you're doing. Like, for example, my parents. Because it's like you understand. You understand that, like, I don't want to use my parents. They're like they – they haven't talked to each other in the past week, so – That's a really bad example.
1: i I remember so um like I think it's very possible that just being comfortable together as well, like you don't necessarily have to have like the most upper tier of success, but like if money is not a problem for you in a relationship in a family, I think that's kind of all it takes to an extent like I remember um, I read an article a little bit ago, it was by Forbes, and they did like what. Like, what amount of money per year, like, um...
0: Family income?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, what amount of money per year for you yourself, like, at what point does the amount of money you make stop influencing your happiness? And it was, like, it was, like, $95,000 per year. And it was because at that point, it's, like, at $95,000, like, their justification for it, I don't remember, like, all the math and everything, but their justification for $95,000 a year was... At 95000 you no longer, like, are stressed about money. Like, you can pay your rent. You know, you can... You, you're able to pay your bills. You're... You can go out to eat every once in a while. Like, you're not... Like, money's not, like, a p- concern for you. You can't do, like, the craziest stuff, but, like, money's not a concern for you at all. And, like, their study basically said that, like, past 95000 like, the more and more you make, like, it actually influences your happiness like very little past that point so it's like maybe like to an extent like the best balance really is just being comfortable you know
0: yeah i want to go back to my belief i worded it wrong okay my belief came came out of the idea of a concept called smart the smart girls dating i was kind of thinking about it and i was like in what realm what the most successful relationship come out of. And I think it's if you guys are equal, like I think it, le- it matters less for men, whether their partner is equal to them, but for women, it, it does influence how the relationship goes and how they view their partner.
1: Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that also just kind of depends person to person. You know, you'll find some people who don't care. You'll find other people who care a lot and just like care like a medium amount. It's like, that's kind of how it goes, you know,
0: Okay. Anything else?
1: Uh, one more thing to say. I think, in terms of finding someone who can provide on like an upper tier level, I think that social media has made so many people's desire to be able to like flex way higher than like it used to be. Like, they think that like they need someone who can, you know, give them like crazy stuff that they can flex on social media and like take them to crazy places. And it's like, it's not necessarily how... It, I think it's unrealistic in a lot of circumstances.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. I think that there is like a division between the people who have grown up in an environment where they've been used to having that and then the people who are not used to having that but believe it's the best case scenario for them. Because I think for people generally... I think for people who have grown up in an environment where they're used to that, it's just a standard for others. It's a want.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's tough because, like, I'm not saying it's like a bad standard to have. I'm saying it's a real tough standard to have Is very few people, like, and like a very small percentage of people in the world can provide that in general. Especially if you want someone too who, like, is smart with their money too. Like, like I don't know. I think to like, like, even if you're making a lot of money at a young age, is it, A good idea to be spending lots of money on very luxurious things rather than like saving for the future and like just being like conservative with your money you know what i'm saying Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like i remember seeing this post and it was like um this dude was talking about his like grandpa who's like a like multi-millionaire incredibly successful i think like borderline billionaire like has made a bazillion companies and like sold them for shit tons of money and like My man is sitting there in a fucking like oversized polo t-shirt and like khaki shorts or something. And it's like, it's like, I almost feel like, I feel like people put in so much to like the physical aspects of success. Like, oh, you have to be wearing something really expensive, like a really nice.
0: Well, yeah, that's, that's where, where things go wrong. Especially with like the new trend of like quiet luxury. Quiet luxury is still like, let's go insane. Quiet luxury is quiet luxury is like my dad who like wore the same windbreaker for 20 years until my mom was like, get rid of the shit. Like we can't, we can't see you wearing it anymore. You know, it's not about how many items you have or.
1: Right. Like I, I feel like half the time it's like the people who are the most successful are the people who, if you just looked at them. You just don't expect it. Yeah. Like if you saw them in public, you would have no idea that they were. Like, unless, like, the only thing that, like, like, I've started to realize that, like, the more I see someone, unless you're, like, a rapper, because for some reason, like, like, it's, like, a cultural thing to, like, have, like, very flashy diamonds and stuff. I was talking about, like, people in general. Like, the more and more someone flexes, like, very expensive things on social media, like, the less convinced I am that they actually have it like that.
0: Yeah. That's why so many people are in debt.
1: No, yeah, no, it's a, it is like a big thing. Like people think they have to put on like an appearance. It's like, would you rather like, would you rather have like a fucking Birkin or like, or like, would you rather have to like spend more money than you have to get a Birkin or just fucking save money at that point, you know?
0: Yeah. Or like, what do you what do you put
1: your money towards? I feel like I see so many people. Like there will be times where like they have like a really nice car, and you're like, damn. Then you pull up to their house, and they got like five roommates and. <laughs> I can like live in some like shitty ass neighborhood and like it's like okay, like what are you spending your money on? You know? Yeah. This episode really ended in such a different place than it started.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> we really covered it. We covered a good variety of topics here. I hope someone out there is listening and finds it fascinating or even listen through, because this episode is over an hour long right now, so um men are confusing. Be wary of people who flash their wealth and...
1: I don't know, like, don't be stuck in your, like, have standards, but don't necessarily be stuck in your ways of, I don't know how to explain that.
0: Have standards, but be flexible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, also with more experience, we'll come okay I thought I wanted this but with this comes with this and I would rather
0: yeah I think that's that's definitely a big thing it's like you may think you want something but once you experience it you'll realize you may realize oh this is actually there's something so much more important that I'm not getting out of this or I am getting out of this and so this is what I want now
1: yeah be very wary yeah definitely be very wary of the people who just try to flex all the time it's not real
0: Anyways, um, well, that was quite the episode. I hope you guys liked it. I don't even, it got really deep. I thought we were going to start brawling on here. <laughs> no, it was extremely civil. Um, that's nice to know that we can have civil conversations with each other. I'm um, going to write that one down. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I, that's the episode. Uh, we started in one place, ended in another and it is what it is. So, hope you enjoyed. Yeah, so with that being said, you should definitely follow us on whatever streaming platform you're listening to us on. Rate us, just know that generally our episodes are not this hefty and information dense, although I feel like as we move forward, it's not unlikely that there will be more episodes like this. So, if you liked it, you can let us know either in the q and section on spotify or dm us or email us the information is in our bio or description like our podcast description but yeah otherwise next week's episode will be very different and a lot more lighthearted, i think than this one so get excited anyways um thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in our episode next week bye Bye. what's going on with your
1: voice it's like dry or something